<laughs> this is going to be one of those shows. Hello and welcome to the Social Recruiting Show. I'm Katrina Collier. I'm, of course, author of the Robot Proof Recruiter, which I do not show at all very often, really, honestly, truly, just for you, Ian Franklin. Um, and I'm also a facilitator and speaker and, of course, have recently launched the Robot Proof Recruiter Mastermind and Certification, which I'm so excited about. I'm, of course, joined by my gorgeous, talented talent acquisition professional co-host, the one, the only, the amazing <laughs> Glenn Martin. Welcome, Hello. Glenn. Hello. Um, I was going to let you all know that Glenn Martin, amazingly, is actually free to hire on the 1st of June, but I've seen his shirt. I'm not sure about that now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, rude Friday, you know, typical show. Anyway, today it should be a very, very interesting topic because we're talking about mm. career advice, which I personally think is crap, and that we've aimed it badly at Gen Z, so it's super crap. Um, mm -hmm. With fabulous, now I keep forgetting your surname, Samantha Hornsby and May Yip. I keep forgetting your surname, Sam. I'm so sorry. Welcome, welcome to, to the, the show. Social Recruiting welcome, Show. Welcome, welcome, Thanks, guys. No, Thanks I had to look us. down and cheat. <laughs> <laughs> Dreadful. That's funny. Well, welcome to the show, both of you. And like I said, I'm really excited about this one, quite simply because neither of you are from a recruitment background. So this does make, this does take us into different territory, which is really, really cool. But as as Katrina said, this is really around kind of what is broken, which is career advice. And as I said to you before the show, right, I'm thinking about my niece now. She's like 16. What's her next step? She should have been doing, you know, effectively her exams. Um, and both of you have actually put together, I mean, is it a business? Is it a social enterprise? But it's born out of that kind of frustration around poor career advice. So it'd be cool to just kind of get a, a bit of context around how Eric came into into being, which is obviously your your company. So over to you, whoever wants to start oh, first. Who, wants, who, us, who usually takes on that question first? <laughs> no, if someone doesn't want to answer a question, they'll be like, May, I think you should take this one. So off you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay, thank you so much. So Sam and I have actually been best friends since we were eight. Uh, which is always awesome. you know very nice story um yeah. and so obviously we grew up together um and had very similar you know careers advice career support um mm -hmm. but i think as we got older we both kind of ended up in completely different careers um yeah. i actually went down the kind of accounting route uh mainly because of i guess my asian background and my my parents um, you know, they're um, first generation uh, Chinese. So they worked really hard to kind of, I guess, you know, get us alive here. And um, yeah. they were always, you know, stable career, doctor, lawyer, accountant, that was it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I was also really good at math. So, you know, naturally I was like, oh, you know, accounting is good mm -hmm. for me, it suits gotcha. me. Um, and so I ended up going down accounting. Um, and Sam actually ended up um, not going to uni. She went straight into London, um, found work. You worked at um, a tech startup, didn't you? You were their first ever employee. Yeah. Um, so completely different, I guess, experiences. Mm. But we both just weren't happy. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we were in those roles for a couple of years. Um, mm. And as, as best friends do, we always used to meet up and complain. And we were just mm. like, what happened? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, we were both, I think, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I was going to say, so, I mean, you both took completely different career paths. Obviously, mm. May for you, it, it sounds like certainly uh, that, that kind of family influence shaped your exactly. thinking about where you were going. 
Sam, sounds like you just saw bright lights, big city, let's go up there, wicked, let's go for it. Um, but actually, when you when you think about, you know, I mean, you know, school to maybe sort of college or, or university, what what career advice did you have? I mean, can you quantify it in any way, shape or form? What what was it, if anything? Yeah, like none, basically. I mean, yeah. barely, I mean, barely anything. And I just remember, you know, um, everyone's done these, you know, those personality tests that you do, all those career yeah. tests you do when you're at school and it's like either you can be a doctor accountant or an architect yeah. I don't know what architect always comes up and so um, <laughs> it's like anyone vaguely creative they're like okay well yeah. you can that, uh, that into buildings you know yeah. um so we um so yeah I think that's kind of the majority of the career advice we really had um May actually wanted to get into fashion she wanted to be a fashion designer when she was younger um <laughs> Oh, the accounting oh, well. family would not have liked that. Yeah, yeah they exactly. would. Yeah. 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 yeah, I was hiding the, the drawings. <laughs> but, um, everyone always maintains she was the best dressed person at PwC. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There's, there's something. There's something to certainly uh, hang on to. Trophy. Exactly. Trophy. So, born out of this frustration of career advice, you you started talking about, I guess, an idea. Um, mm. And that idea has now become a company. But just tell us that, that I guess you know what what is what does Eric deliver now? Mm. Um, you know, broad brand of career advice, but actually it's more than that. So what are you both doing now? Yeah. So I, I guess like in terms of that careers careers advice at school, I think um, the thing that really kind of got to us was that we were both really creative, and mm. that was what was missing in the careers advice. Is that actually mm. there was you know careers advice and support, but it was mainly aimed towards the corporate roles. Yeah. Um, and so then, you know, of interest, of, what what kind of school were you at? Were you at a grammar school or a, I have no idea what they're called here. <laughs> Sorry, like I know what they are in Australia. I just yeah, just like a, a government run school or what sort of? Because I'm curious because it would it would d differ. Yeah, we were both at private school, um, and I right. think that's quite demonstrative of how kind of bad mm. the situation is. Like if you're paying money, um, and mm. they provide good careers advice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. A fortunate position. I mean, yeah. I can only imagine how hard it must be for everyone else, you know? Mm. So I think yeah, that's but, definitely. Well, actually, I would have thought that though, because they're impacted by the government with GDP and they're pushing everyone to go to university into these mm. big mm. degrees um, because of the government. So I'm actually not surprised that's the only advice you got because, you know, you even mm. want you go off and do an apprenticeship or something else, you know, completely different. Uh, so yeah. I mean that was exactly the same. I went to private school in Australia. It was exactly the same. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was only the high level professions they pushed anyone towards. However, I have I to know, exactly. add that Liz Dowling, who's uh, of similar age, actually she's a bit younger than me, was it was suggested tree surgery or uh, hairdresser to her. So there's a random <laughs> combination. Of, oh. <laughs> she gone. Just, I feel the need to share oh. that on this show at some point. No, I love yeah. that. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, Hmm. So born out of this frustration comes comes Eric. Tell comes us about Eric, the business. Exactly. What, what, so what, are you, what are you doing? The one thing was careers fairs. That was the one thing. Out of all of the careers advice and support, we just couldn't believe that career fairs hadn't been updated. Yeah. Um, and so Sam and I basically decided to come up with a alternative career fairs um, mm. called Eric Festival. So it's really, really engaging. It's actually fun to go to. You know, there's no more free pens. There's no more like boring like <laughs> leaflets that literally give you no, no, in, you know, information. It's talks. It's workshops. It's immersive. It's engaging. You know, there's live music. There's people that you 
who look like you, representation, all of these things mm. that I think any young person, you know, would want. Um, mm. So yeah, so that that's kind of Eric Festival. That's cool. That's cool. And just a, a little bit more broadly around the kind of workshop. So you know, what do you get into? Because I remember career fairs when I was looking. Right, you go around a load of basically branded kind of stores and stuff like that, and you talk briefly to a representative of that business, um, and you may get an option to apply to something, or you know, maybe a brochure, a t-shirt, all that sort of thing. And that's pretty much it um it's kind of a numbers game and it's pretty underwhelming so how does how does the festival you created different how is it immersive so we um, make it in inherently creative basically so it kind of reflects the creativity of the industries that we're talking about so for a start i mean the other companies that come along to our events are the companies that would never really go to a normal careers fair because they're not being represented in the way that they want to so we have loads. Oh, it's super expensive to get a slot at those Very true. as well. Very true. Um, so we get loads of like super creative companies, some really big ones, some, you know, like really small ones. Um, the We have a couple of rules that everyone basically has to um, abide by. So number one is that you have to do something interactive that ideally represents some part of what you do as a business. Um, mm -hmm. There is a massive issue with explaining companies like the advertising industry is perfect so like, young people literally have no idea what advertising is even though they see an advert they're like what is a creative what is a planner what is all this kind of stuff um and the yeah. term agency is so vague anyway it's like mm. what are they meant yeah. to think so we are so so um core on um context it's so mm -hmm. important um that um all of our young people all of the companies <laughs> So I think it's really cool she's finishing her sentence while she's closing off the messaging app. That's yeah, exactly, yeah. very cool. <laughs> closing off WhatsApp. <laughs> and I, just, I have to show this. So Susan Hooten Rice, this is just hilarious. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about like career advice being crap. Um, I, I was given advice based on my gender. Oh my god! Yeah, oh Susan and I god. are similar age. Yeah, but that was normal. Yeah. That was normal. You're female. You'd be a nurse. So, oh, like truly, I mean, you, I, I know you guys think career advice is crap, but let's just have a moment to think about this. My mother was born in 1938. Okay, so she was told when she was 21 and she got engaged. She was working in the bank that she had to leave the bank. She was engaged. Mm. Full stop. Wow. Not not married. She had to leave the bank. So. Actually, in a really short period of time, we've actually come a really long way. But I do agree, career advice is crap. But it, it, and also in her day, so it was be a nurse, be a teacher, uh, be a wife. What else have I missed? It was like maybe work in a store. You know, there was very little. By the time I was leaving school at seventeen, yeah. there was a plethora, and of course now there's another plethora, and jobs are constantly changing. Yeah. So I hear what you're saying. What I like about what you said, though, Sam, is the fact that you're asking businesses to illustrate what roles are about so you're it's mm. about an education for the person that's actually looking because exactly. let's be fair again your perception of a role when you're at school secondary school college is com possibly completely different to actually the reality of that role and it actually let's be fair it even if you read a job spec that's not the true representation of a role right so actually going to something where you can be educated about the industry and the types of roles in it mm. sounds extremely powerful to me and actually how many companies do an absolute crap job of really illustrating what they do, the types of opportunities that are available? They think job specs good enough, bang, out it goes onto a website. Or that the three-year-old job spec. 
Yeah, the three-year-old job. Yeah, let's, let's dust it down and stick it out. Maybe change a Sorry, couple of points. Sorry, minor plug. Them. They have not read Chapter 5. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, I so didn't write Chapter 5, by the way. And, and I've noticed both of you as well are, are, are kind of evolving now. So um, there's an app-based proposition plugged into it now. So you're actually looking at the physical and the digital, which I think is, is you know, I mean, yeah, admittedly, there's a lot of digital options out there. But in terms of your format, you're trying to address both, right? Certainly given current climate Lucky. where um, we, yeah. we can't actually go anywhere <laughs> at all. This was based solely on large social gatherings. So that is not a good place yeah. to be. Yeah, I've cool. got a question here from Lewis, which is really quite cool. Uh, cool. Do you think we should be teaching our young people that it's okay to try different things? Um, I speak to so many young people who feel pressured and overwhelmed to choose a career. Oh my yes, God. Lewis, I only worked it out at 39. Um, mm. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, um, the uni thing is really interesting. Like, I didn't go to uni and as a result I was able to try like three different office jobs within the space of the time that I would have gone to uni and I learned mm. I would argue I learned mm -hmm. more than the majority yeah. of people there that went yeah. to uni mm. um, uh, obviously I'm going to argue that because otherwise I'd be like I wasted three years but um, but <laughs> I don't have a degree I'm with you yeah <laughs> I'm doing all right <laughs> Maybe, like um job hopping for a short period of time is incredible and also I do I, it teaches you so many different skills transferable skills as well you work out what works for you and what doesn't um and um and I do think that there is a huge amount um of effort that people put into um finding or like trying to find their calling in life when actually mm. I'm a huge believer in the fact that people are just aiming for a lifestyle choice at the end of the day and actually we should be looking more at trying different jobs that give mm. you different lifestyles um, so that you can work out what's best for you. I agree. If you yeah. go back to, uh, like I was saying about the, the, it's GDP, isn't it? Is that what it's called? I can't think what it's called. It's gone out of my head. Sorry. I've had one of those weeks. Um, <laughs> something to do with this pesky little virus. Uh, anyway, moving on. <laughs> right. That I haven't had, by the way. It's just like making life very interesting, isn't it? So the, the, I went to, I mean, God, I'm going back years, probably four or five years, went to an apprenticeship event. And here was this girl at a grammar school, again, being pushed only in one direction, mm. where actually she wanted to go and learn, like you're saying, like hands-on in the world of work. She mm. wanted to do this, but the, her grammar school was saying, no, you have to go because it was to their benefit because of the government pushing. Yeah, so of course. So definitely, and because then getting this, the, um, the parents to listen is also tough. Yeah, exactly. and I think it's, just, it, oh, it's a really good point about the um, different types of learning. I'm such a kinetic learner. Like I need to be mm. learning what I'm doing. And absolutely, you need never have worked. Also, I hate authority. So, I mean, <laughs> she's a future one person company, isn't she? Like me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah, even yeah. need a business partner then. You can just do yeah. what you want. <laughs> one thing I'm curious about within, within the events that you have, I mean, and I noticed kind of on your website, you know, there were stories from people that have attended about how they've struggled to kind of access the industry sector and. <laughs> Thank you, Audra. <laughs> Audra, if you've been on time, you would have heard yes, that earlier. No, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I was seeing yeah. I've already interrupted you. Hi, Shamila. Hi, Shamila. Vanessa. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Irving. Hello. Um, and yeah. I've got a aura hairdresser from Liz Falstead, but I can't remember what that was in relation to. So Liz nice. might have to write a bit more. 
Sorry, yeah, cool. this is how the show no, no, goes. It's cool. Not at all serious. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I, I know it's on your website. It's all people's feedback around how to access. You know, uh, is there within the event? Is there workshopping to help them access, and maybe workshopping to help them kind of either put together a kind of a portfolio or, or anything along those lines? Is that part of the makeup of of what what you what you deliver? May has to ask this one. Oh, yeah, May's definitely yeah, yeah, on the top of yeah, yeah. Um, No, no, yeah, we definitely do. I mean, the content that we have at the event, it's different every time. Mm. So we, we don't have, um, you know, a workshop that we do, we do at every festival. But the yeah. one thing that we are really keen about is um, career and self-development. Yeah. So um, we think that that's just hugely important as well. Uh, not just about, you know, what career you want to get into um, and how you get into that industry, but it's also about building your confidence, you know, yeah. so that you can eventually go in, and uh, and also just work out um, who you are, you know, mm. um, and back to that kind of personality test. It's like everyone is a different person. And I think actually sometimes at school and university, you, you do kind of lose sight of actually, you know, what's my identity here? Mm. Um and and like if you learn about yeah yourself then it's just so much easier to kind of help you um in your next steps and career-wise definitely it, it keeps changing though yeah exactly. I, i'm not taking from what you're doing at least you're starting people off earlier but honestly it took me mm. to 40 to even start working on all of this mm. stuff and really discovering who i am and yeah. now as I get awfully close to 50, um, yeah. it, it's like I, I finally know who I am and what I'm about, what direction I want to go. But it's, yeah. it's, it is a journey. And, and mm, totally. I think it's a case of being yeah. open to learning that as well. And maybe, you know, illustrating very early on, like, so, like Sam said, uh, you know, that, that kind of private school or, or you know, public school mm. is kind of take this linear path and you'll be successful. Linear path, college, university, job, uh, you know, entry level, manager, et cetera, et cetera, or ultimately, you graduate from uni, get yourself on a grad program, get yourself into an internship. It's all linear and mm. it's almost carbon copying. And, and to May's point, right, if you can promote, look, um, that kind of you know process of getting to know yourself, the self-development, that's okay. It's okay not to know all the answers exactly. now. But actually school and education always promotes you to have an answer, have a plan, have a pathway. <laughs> Doesn't that also go back to like actually just small plug for our fabulous sponsor, Enterprise Alumni? Thank you. I don't think we'd be able to keep the show going without you. So thank yeah. you very much. You know, he's talking about people that leave an organization because they don't feel they can move. They're given a linear path through the company as well. Mm. And hence, you know, the need to map across where, who's got mm. skills and as well. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Mm. We've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah. So, how I'm are you adjusting? And yeah. and taking this in such a way that you're like, because obviously I run events, so I'm sitting here going, yeah, I feel for you. Um, how how what, what's the plan for the rest of 2020? Because let's be honest, we're not going to be anywhere near each other for the rest of the year. I know that sounds horrific, but no, I can't see us hugging anytime soon. No. <laughs> All about hugging, so yeah. Say that again. Oh, you're keen to say it like me, aren't you? We'll be in there. I only just met you. <laughs> have you have you thought about how what you're going to do mm. so i think we're so we are we're developing an app um and it's basically going to be focused around career and self-development um and also a discovery app for young people to find out about companies they've literally never heard of before because that's another massive problem we've discovered with our audience um you know, um, we are always asking them, so tell us your top companies. Uh, you know, what are the top three companies you want to apply for? And they're like, 
BBC, Channel 4, and ITV. We're like, great, okay, but there's, you know, thousands of other companies yeah. you can apply for. And your chances of getting in are probably higher. So, um, yeah. so it's really important to us that we're um, able to open up their eyes to companies that they just would never have come across otherwise. Um, and we think mm. that, the, you know, there's only so many people you can get in an event. Um, and mm. so actually it feels like the app is like the next natural step to us being like, mm. here's a whole world of companies. Yeah. Never so heard. That, mm. the, the under known under oh wow I'm doing really well today aren't I the not <laughs> known the unknown there's the word the unknown <laughs> there you go. hey look sorry as again roller coaster of a week those unknown companies what are some of the stuff that I mean full stop they should be sharing let alone to you know this demographic what are, what are they missing what are they not doing I mean we talk about employer branding but maybe they're yeah. not. Mm -hmm. They're probably just sharing the wrong stuff. What are you looking for or hoping to see from them? Um, well, I am um, sorry, Maz. I know I keep. Um... No, oh my God, no, go for it. <laughs> Maz, like, oh my God, don't. <laughs> no, I'm I love it. No, I'm loving it. I, I'm more of a listener. <laughs> I'm just going to nod. I'm just going to nod. You want you answer this. We haven't oh, no, no, actually yeah. had two guests on before, so Glenn and I are like, oh my God. No, I, 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 actually, I haven't thought about the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, well, I do remember it, so I will answer. <laughs> so, <laughs> what are companies not sharing that you wish they were sharing? How's that? Is yeah, that yeah. easier? Sorry, I did go. Yeah. Oh, it took me 10 yeah. minutes to get unknown out, so. <laughs> <laughs> you, you kind of structured it in a way I'd structure a question, to be fair, Katrina. Clearly, I'm rubbing off on you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear yeah <laughs> anyway <laughs> you might want to answer the question now Sam <laughs> and then may I will hand the second part over to you um, <laughs> yeah, there are a couple of things that we do find that companies constantly do that do mm. make it quite frustrating for young people and it switches them off immediately uh -huh. so this is uh, just being slightly patronizing or authoritative um and it's it's often that companies fall into um and i think it's because a lot of decision makers we've been trying to work it out for years like why this is happening and we think it's because a lot of the decision makers have kids themselves and so they're used to talking to young people in a certain way and so what we well, well i mean that's just a theory like it's not at all been proven it's the only thing that we can kind of Oh, I'll give another one in a second. <laughs> but um, that's kind of part of the whole vibe with Eric, really, is mm. that like, trying really hard not to be at all um, across, like an authority figure. Um, very, very peer-to-peer. -peer. So, like, our audience, we pay our audience all the time to, like, help mm. us with content that we want to put out so that it's much more like just, like, you know, a friend talking to a friend. Um, yeah. but so no, what age group are the people, approximately, sorry, I'm not being ageist, okay, anyone before you shoot me down, um, what kind of age group are the people giving the advice? I mean, are we talking people in their 30s, their 40s, their 50s? I'm generalising, mm. but I'm curious. So um, uh, it's actually peer-to-peer, -peer, so it's 16 to 25. So, it's so the they're being patronising. Oh, sorry. No, I, think, I think you're talking about the companies, aren't you, Katrina? Yeah, yeah, that's what. Because yeah, that's our yeah. audience, so I'm trying to find out yeah. what they should be sharing. And you're saying they tend to be patronising. So I'm trying to find out what age group they are to answer your question as to why they do that, because I think I know why. <laughs> it, it tends to be like management level who are basically yeah. um, tough on things and they de-risk stuff a lot. Um, mm. It's totally fair. You know, like they are within a culture of a company mm. where um, essentially mm. every 
thing about a business is always about, you know, do risking stuff and making yourself a social portal. So it makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, uh, but um, that they are de-risking it. But I think they, they're subconsciously, maybe they're de- de-risking it by being like, we don't want to, we sh- we're talking to it like we would, we're talking to the audience like we would talk to our own children because um, uh, entry level talent is often seen as like 18 to 22. I yeah, I suppose. Well, grand. Grand yeah, my age group, our age group, mm. We started at the bottom and we were prepared to start at the bottom. And unfortunately, grossly generalizing and offending many people who are listening to this, there are many grads that come out who expect to start in a much, much higher position than we all started in. So there is a little bit of friction still going on in in, in that. So that will be some of it. I'm not saying they intentionally do that, but there'll be this like, oh, for goodness sake, can't they just start at the bottom and do what they're told like we had to? Yeah, subconsciously that. I think that's a really bad point. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. I think that there's there's um there's a disconnect, definitely a generational like gap mm. in education. Um, uh, and I completely like see that. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot. I I, I talk about yeah. this a lot. So Glenn and I grew up before the internet created what we call transparent or what I call transparency. So yeah. I started in my very first job at uh, my first proper job. I had well jobs before that for like six years, but anyway, proper job at 21. And mm. the second in charge of the branch of the bank, I just happened to end up in because I had no idea what I wanted to do in my life. Used to be sick at lunchtime from the stress that the manager put her under, like That's literally funny. be sick. Mm. And we stayed because we couldn't go to the internet and Google bank jobs, Sydney, mm. bang, and see a million, right? So we stayed. The mm. internet has, like, opened the door to companies and really shown what it's like. It's shown all the jobs that are out there. And, of course, mm. it's given you the opportunity to create all of these mm. careers. So for Glad and my generation and older, it's actually, like, really tough for us to kind of understand how different the world is unless we immerse ourselves mm. in it like we do in yeah. recruitment, but for many other yeah. managers, they don't understand that you can see this plethora and you don't have to have yeah. mm. that kind of experience. Mm. Definitely. I think, I think like, um, just one, oh, sorry. May, no, May, go, go. you're meant to be You're no, no, ranting about one, um, generations. <laughs> <laughs> no, in, uh, I think just one of the things that we've learned and, and what we, we kind of advise for kind of companies to get involved in our events is obviously we want you know the managers to come in because they they obviously understand the business they can yeah. offer that their advice but we also encourage them to bring the interns the apprentices that they just hired because it's like you want the balance of advice there you want the relevancy of those who have just got the you know the job who can who can relate to our audience mm. and be like how did you get the job you know um mm. with you know the expertise of the managers so I think that's a great way to, to approach it. I just want to come back to Sam's point because I think you're right. I think tone of voice, the tone of the, the company tone of voice, sometimes is just singular, isn't it? It's just kind of like a single tone of voice. Don't differentiate in terms of the type of employee they're, they're looking to perhaps recruit, unless it's C-suite and above, right? Um, and it's kind of, I, 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 you know, if you look at the cross-section of kind of grad application kind of forms and even the job specs it's like you will be taught you will do yeah. makes no assumption that you're bringing any skills or knowledge to the table at all just assumes that you are going to be a blank canvas to to learn which i think is is it's not accurate because clearly mm-hmm. you know 
you you may so say for instance we were talking before before the um before the show like you may be hiring somebody who's got their own podcast right who's yeah. got their own kind of vlog they've got they've created yeah. stuff that people are engaging with yeah, now there's a tangible value to that <laughs> what's that we didn't have that so if it's managers in that, our age group we didn't have the ability to exactly. do that so we don't that's expect true. them to have done it because we don't do you know what I mean? well that's 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 i'm playing devil's right? advocate i told you i was going to do i that. know you are i know you are <laughs> <laughs> I think you know to to your point, Sam. What what advice would you give to companies around that kind of tone of voice? If you know, if you were certainly looking to engage the you know the, that that kind of you know uh, yeah. sort of sixteen to eighteen to twenty six sort of age group, what what advice would you give them? I think there's like a couple of things that we say before anything. Um, branding, the way you brand it is so important, and it's mm. it's so easy to slip into that corporate look. It is. It mm. just is. You know, like it's been your world for the last however many years. Do you know what I mean? Like I totally did it when I was at um, the tech company that I was working at before. Like mm. it, it is interesting how institutionalized you get so quickly. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and I think branding is just the number one thing that you know mm. it has to be eye catching. It has to look youthful, and it's easy to not. It's so easy not to do that. Um, mm. The second thing is um, actually this is kind of like maze um uh this is her kind of like call to reason is that is that a phrase that people use have i just made that up <laughs> <laughs> let's roll with it you, you roll you i roll can't with say that. unknown you can use you know um adamant about representation that's something you know obviously yeah. that like failed her when she was younger use like, the pictures that you use like just make sure yeah. that people are represented in them and then um jargon is oh my gosh I, I you know I find myself doing it all the time mm. it's things like account manager what what is an account manager yeah. generic <laughs> that means um yeah. and it's just, um you know using words that you would use to your colleagues but outside of your that bubble people yeah. young people are yeah they've never worked before and what are like the biggest things that young people have said they're like have the um you know people who, who who are recruiting like have they actually done the application process themselves because yeah they've read my yes. book if, if, <laughs> if they have they would realize like you know how long and maybe repetitive or Stupid there isn't too. a chance to really show your personality mm. oh yeah Actually, and there's one thing that we always notice that companies do is that they put out a job application um, and it won't be, and it will be a click through thing or something. And they'll be assuming that people will apply on their phones, but people don't apply on their phones. They just don't like you sit down. It's something that you dedicate your time to. Are uh, like young people still sit down at a laptop or a desktop and they're like, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to dedicate time to it, write a proper email, yeah. you need both hands. So, you know, just like user experience is really important as well. Mm. And I think another point is that that's That does depend on country, though. But that's really <laughs> interesting. Because we usually have the opposite problem. They're not mobile friendly. So yeah. <laughs> people want to just send their CV in and they can't upload it. So that's quite interesting. Opposite point. You're going to say, mate. And another thing with, like, the company tone is is that what we've, we've also kind of noticed is that if you're talking in a kind of corporate language, then the young people think that that's what you want to hear. So they're not actually being authentic to who they are. They're just assuming or trying mm. to be the, the perfect candidate. 
um, yeah. based on your tone and your language that you're using. That's so interesting because it, you know, like you say, the almost the application process makes you again assume a, a kind of identity or a, a way of representing yourself that's uniform for the company and makes it mm. easier for the company to kind of judge are you a good fit as opposed to actually yeah. really exploring you as an individual. Exactly, um, and they know that they're using algorithms. Do you know what I mean? They they yeah. know that you're they're they're looking for the buzzwords, so they're just putting in the yeah. buzzwords that they think they. Will help yeah. them. Oh, when yeah. they're trying to get through like applicant tracking yeah. systems yeah. and videos. Yeah. And yeah. It. It's it's funny you say that because I just go back to that thought of my mum, right? So in mm. so 1959, I must be talking around that year that she got engaged and had to leave the bank. So you're talking mm. in such a short period of time. You're now wanting companies mm. to be relaxed, mm. and it's yeah. only started happening again since the internet mm. and really only over the last 10 years i mean you know if i get the train up into town back in the day when one could do that mm. crammed in like sardines um people were no longer wearing suits unless that mm. technically they were it recruiters or worked in the bank maybe <laughs> it was very yeah. obvious who was who but people have only started to dress down mm. in the last five to yeah. ten years yeah. so it's Definitely. you're now wanting these big companies who don't know how to do that like i have this mm. conversation with them all the time they don't mm -hmm. know how to be themselves. They don't yeah. know how, oh, but I can't. They, you, people won't take me yeah. seriously. It's like, well, why not? <laughs> I agree with what you're saying, May, but it's like, pff, we've come a long way. Yeah, in very yeah, short period oh, of time. yeah, no, definitely. Actually, come, coming back to Katrina, your, your point around, you know, kind of how companies, you know, view, uh, you know, kind of individuals coming in, applying and stuff like that. Um, and we were talking about it before the show, right? Side hustles. Everybody sort of says, oh, it's a side hustle when you do a kind of podcast or a blog and all that sort of thing. But actually, wouldn't it be great to be able to actually put that onto an application? Mm -hmm. So so if the companies aren't looking for it, at least they're asking whether you do it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's something you can offer up and, and kind of illustrate because I think then it starts to show you as, a, as an individual and some of your technical capability, which they've made an assumption you have none. Um, mm -hmm. And immediately, yeah. you know, you're editing, you're creating content and stuff like that. Mm. Is that something you 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 know you promote at the events to to bring those sort of things to the forefront? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, because obviously we're kind of focusing towards a more creative demographic, mm. and that's what yeah. creative people do—they create. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we really we really want to push that. Um, yeah, you know, to to show employers, but also these young people. I think the one thing that bugs me when I was you know applying it was like. What experience do you have when you're 18? Do you know what I mean? I only like working in a pub or working in a cafe. That's all I have. Kentucky but... fried chicken, yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> but then they're sorry. always like, AFC, always one doesn't call it that anymore. <laughs> yeah. They always offer experience. But how how yeah. you, you know, as a young person, you're going to get experience. But if you can show that you've been creating on the side, you've been creating a podcast, mm. videos, I don't know, whatever. Surely that shows your talent and the potential. Yeah, Lewis Mallow agrees with you. Young people need to spend serious time thinking about how to sell their best selves. The world is not fair, and it will never will be. And because you're saying that, and what I'm thinking is, actually, I would be inclined to circumnavigate. I would be like looking for the person who would be my future boss and approaching them directly and say, you know, I'm doing all of these things, and I feel they'd be an asset to your firm. And I'd be avoiding <laughs> going in with the 500 people that have applied for that one role. Mm. But yes, I'm naughty yeah, like that. Stand out. Mm, yeah. I'd be looking to be go the naughty route. <laughs> that sounded wrong. Well, anyway. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. 
Well, the rebellious I'm Sam, or the not manageable. Route. <laughs> 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 the non-traditional uh, cool. route. Thank you, Glenn. Yes, it goes with the bananas. Non. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but to, to the um to the subject of podcasts, Sam, and your uh, your digital time capsule that I called it, it probably makes it sound a bit crap, actually, but it's really really cool. Tell us a bit about that. <laughs> Oh, that was great. Um, yeah, so um, uh, over lockdown, um, May and I have both been kind of thinking, oh, well, you know, we should start some little side projects. Side hustles, yeah, on the sub subject of side hustles. Mm -hmm. And um, I, when I was, when we first went into lockdown, I literally, I mean, as everyone was doing, having phone call after phone call with all of your relatives and friends and everything and just kind mm -hmm. of chatting nonstop. Um, and everyone was coming up with their own theories about like how we might be living afterwards, you know, like how this might change our lives forever and stuff like that. Everything you could possibly imagine, every topic about coronavirus, um, everyone has an opinion. It's amazing. Um, yeah. And everyone is qualified for like the first time. Like, you know, we're all going through this thing together. Everyone is having their own kind of personal experience of it. Um, and so I just loved, I became absolutely obsessed with listening to everyone's opinions, like obsessed with it. Um, and so, and I loved it so much that I basically asked everyone to start sending me in voice notes onto my WhatsApp. Um, so my number is spread out across the internet now, so I might have to change it. Out, so <laughs> Why? Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> is there anything more irritating than someone not being contactable? Good for you. Put it out there. Mine's everywhere. <laughs> I love the people that go, what's your number? And it's like literally on my LinkedIn profile and they just message me on LinkedIn. I'm like, really? Really? Um, it's like, so anyway, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Everyone to like send me voice notes about it, about their predictions. I started off with predictions for how we'd be living, how lockdown might change our lives forever. Yeah. And I just had all these unbelievable people, so like strangers basically, sending me all of their opinions. And I've literally, it's been amazing. And so I cut them into like little mini kind of like five to 10 minute episodes. Um, and I've kind of progressed. I've done like nine episodes now. Um, but it's just been absolutely fascinating and I've um yeah, I just I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's it's cool. just yeah, so, so May, well, do you have a plan for when Sam goes off and becomes podcast queen and like, <laughs> like the business is all yours? What's the plan? Have you got your own side hustle? Well, I actually started my own podcast as well. Um I don't know why I don't know why we both decided to do podcasts, but um basically really yeah, they're really popular, and I guess we we both had a mic, a random mic in our flat. <laughs> we decided to do that. There it is. <laughs> you guys live in the same flat. <laughs> no, no, exactly. no, no we're not. No, Sorry, I was like, this is really weird. They've tuned in on two different computers. Then, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no. we're in different rooms. Sorry, yeah. you said the random mic. That's anyway. Sorry, I'll just shut up. <laughs> Um, I'm having a very no. strange Friday. <laughs> no, I'm so happy it's Friday. Um, so yeah, so, no, so my podcast is basically interviewing other Asians, um, and I want to kind of redefine the Asian stereotype because um, I was born, I was born here, so I'm a British-born Chinese, mm. uh, but I never really actually had many Asian friends, or mm. um, I never really came across that many Asians. Um, yeah. So I really wanted to kind of, yeah, go find some, some it's called Phenomenal and Asian. So trying to find phenomenal Asians doing phenomenal things. Um, that sounds awesome. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Sam, what's the name of your podcast? Come on, you've got to give it a plug. Yeah, it's called um, What the World Thinks or WTW for sure. It's not that short, really. I mean, I'm <laughs> yeah. 
WCW, love that acronym. Can't, can't beat that. Um, and in terms of Eric, you've got to give that a plug as well. Where can people find Eric and both of you uh, online? So, um, yeah. <laughs> so Eric, um, we're on, uh, the website is meet-eric.co. Um, and when you're on the homepage, you can see loads of our young people. So we post like a um, quote from a young person from our audience every day. So it's just quite interesting to just have a scroll through. Um, on our Instagram, we're at Eric Festival. Um, and, May and why Eric, by the way? We haven't got to why yeah. Eric. <laughs> it's, a, it's an acronym. Yeah. Oh, of course it is. Bloody children. Yeah. Right. Sorry, no kidding. What, what's it called that? <laughs> Sorry, that was really rude. I was joking. What does <laughs> Eric stand for? Um, um, it, yeah, you go, Maz, because I actually can't remember. I didn't. Empower. It stands for empower, represent, immerse, create. So it's kind ah, of the okay. journey, like that, the then. journey that you go through as a young person if you come join the Eric community. Uh, okay. But we also just thought it was hilarious because um, you don't think of careers when you think of Eric, and Eric isn't. I don't really know any young people called Eric. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a really old name, and and actually, honestly, bit... I, yeah. By the way, I'm oh, really not joking. It is my paternal grandfather's name, and I'm not joking. Anyway, no, maternal <laughs> grandfather's. My mum's uh, dad. Yeah, and I'm not joking. Sorry. Yeah, truly, Una and Eric. There you go. Uh, you know, oh, I like yeah. that name. I like I know, that. Was my grandmother's name. Um, bless, that was just way too much information. And no, I didn't say yeah. this name just in case you were wanting to do my ID. Right, so um, just really quickly, because <laughs> we're running out of time. I can't believe how fast this goes. Uh, next yeah. week, we have Jennifer Tate, um, who is going to be talking about onboarding, who owns it, HR or TA. So that could be a lot Ooh, of fun. Got another different background. But yeah, well, I think both own it now, don't they? You don't do the pre-board. Don't do the pre-board bit right. You don't. They don't start. So, well, as as a recruiter, I'd say we own it. But you know, oh, as a recruiter, we'll save that to next week. From the first of June, which is the first time he's been available. Actually, the entire time I've known him. So quick, grab Glenn. Yeah. But <laughs> was that nice? So you're gonna split <laughs> that was nice. That thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was there anything you guys felt like you wanted to say that you didn't get to say because the show went so damn fast? End notes. Big statement time big statement um oh god we should really prepare for this Maz, come on oh <laughs> I know. Liz never likes eric i like yeah. eric Liz never oh. likes eric. eric i like but i'm deliberately saying it the other way because it sounds funnier <laughs> oh and liz felston her dad's called eric how hilarious there we go we got a whole hashtag eric stuff here but, hey, I mean, no, called Eric. Just let us know, like Instagram us. We love hello, you. hello. It's all happening. <laughs> oh, can we come stalk you on Instagram? Oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. I do that. Love Instagram. <gasps> yeah, totally. So you're on a mission to change the whole concept of kind of career advice, right? Through self development, self exploration, and really connecting companies, companies properly chilly. with communities. Whilst, yeah. by the looks of it having a real good laugh doing it, which sounds great mm. to me. So any companies that effectively think, well, we would like to get in contact with Eric, send them your way, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Is, exactly. Is that, Thanks for having the class. I think yeah. that's it. Thank you, guys. Yeah. That was actually, yeah. I, there was Thank you, guys. We've just realised that all career advice has always sucked, so at least it hasn't been generational. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, thank you again. Sorry, like literally, like I've got to disrupt HR talk that is just me ranting about this subject. So yeah. <laughs> when, when Glenn said, I'm like, oh, 
what are you doing to me? But anyway. <laughs> Glenn said it would be amazing and it has been. And he was right. Woo! But it wouldn't have been amazing yeah. without our sponsor, Enterprise Alumni. I think I've now said that three times, so they owe me money. Wicked. Um, right. So, kidding. Um, thank you again. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in and listened, particularly. I think it did go out via the event, so that was quite exciting. First time I've done that. Um, and we shall, shall see you all the same time next week. That would be 10 a.m. Eastern and 3 p.m. UK time. Is that okay, Glenn? Yeah, Am I allowed that. to say that? Yeah, that'll okay, do. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See you all next week. Thank you for listening and all Thanks your questions everyone. and comments. Bye. Bye. Bye.